0: Welcome to the Smychel Speaks podcast channel. I'm Joanne Smychel, and I'm delighted that you tuned in for relevant leadership learning that will help you continue to soar. Enjoy this episode. Good morning, Linda Rosak burton Welcome back to the Smychel Speaks podcast channel.
1: Good morning, Joanne. Delightful to be back here.
0: Everybody remembers Linda is the author of Gratitude Heals and she shares her powerful messages on gratitude with companies, with associations all across the com- all across the country. So, glad that your work on gratitude is continuing.
1: Yes, thank you. I'm excited to continue and I and I think it's landing in some important places these days. Do you think it's landing on willing ears? More willing than before? Okay. Yes. Um and I I I believe that we've all known that gratitude is a part of our life, but I don't believe it's been as we've been as open to it in mm. the past and until, you know, we Witness heartache and hardships, and uh, really kind of brings things home for a lot of us.
0: Mm-hmm. do you think that all of these losses um, and gains because there have been gains oh, yeah. during the pandemic, do you think that that has impacted people's willingness to be a part of your work? i do
1: i I think that you know some of the discussions that we have today will illustrate that you know we forget um, what, what, their, what abundance we have in life mm-hmm. until there is some scarcity. Mm-hmm. So, yes, there's, all, there's, there's that um, yin and yang, the positive and the negative, the light and the dark. Mm-hmm. And so knowing that that's always there, when the dark uh, appears in our lives more frequently than we are accustomed to, it's a jolt. Mm -hmm. It's a jolt. And we're asked, we're asking ourselves, all right, what do I do with this?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Do you find in your work that
0: people, when the jolt happens, what do you, I don't want to lead you with this question. What do you find happens most often when people experience the jolt? denial, frustration, anger, um, acceptance? What are some of the emotions that happen when people are like, "Uh uh-oh,
1: lost my job, Uh uh-oh, lost my house, Uh uh-oh? Well, two things I've, I've observed. Either the individual has grown up being able to see the abundance, even in the hardships. And then there are those, some of us, who th- it lies dormant until something wakes it up, but mm-hmm. certainly the pandemic did. Mm-hmm. but it can be any um, fear or loss or um, uncertainty that that's the jolt. Mm-hmm. Not that those that are um, have a greater what we call grateful disposition, um, not that they don't fall back sometimes into those default patterns of thought but they're more readily recovering than someone that has had this a a more dormant um, relationship with gratitude if I put it that way.
0: So they're more resilient?
1: Well yes actually both people can be and are resilient and one one of the great things that we've learned from the research in gratitude is that it does create greater resilience. And it even takes us uh, into a more transformative state of post-traumatic growth, Mm -hmm. where there's total transformation. So there's a couple of ways that we work through um, and benefit from gratitude.
0: Post-traumatic growth, will you Will you come back one day to talk about post-traumatic growth? Because I think that that is an interesting topic.
1: Absolutely. I'd love um, to. That yeah. would
0: be a great thing. So you're talking. we're talking today about something you call weaponizing gratitude. When I read that title, I was like, what in the heck is that? Weaponizing gratitude. So, okay, what in the heck is that?
1: Well, it took my breath away when I started to see and hear that. In, on social media platforms and videos. And um, it, is, it is a wake-up call, I think, for a lot of people because there can be some unconscious use of gratitude that does more harm than good. And let's forget about the intentions. There's this... Um, there's a way of using gratitude to that that makes an individual feel somewhat unworthy or undeserving so we hear the we hear the term just be grateful that you have a hot meal just be grateful that you're sitting at the table just be grateful you were invited to this meeting well when that comment comes from a source of power our confidence is shaken Mm. We begin to doubt, am I really, uh, you know, you tell me my opinion matters, my voice counts, Mm -hmm. but then I'm just grateful to be sitting at the table. So what do I do then? Because I'm feeling like, well, maybe my voice doesn't really matter.
0: Mm -hmm. And maybe it doesn't.
1: And maybe it doesn't. Yeah. And so there's no surprise that one out of 3 people that Gallup surveys um for your opinions matter, mm-hmm. 1 in 3 I, don't they, they don't believe that it matters at all. So no wonder there's this disconnect. Well,
0: it's interesting about the don't believe it matters. I have heard a lot of people say I don't vote because I don't believe mm-hmm. that my voice matters. Right. And I've heard people say to them, you need to be very grateful that you're in a country where you can vote. Yes. Uh, but I have heard lots of people say, I, I don't even vote because I don't think my voice mm-hmm. matters. My vote does not really count. Right. And I've heard people say that particularly in relation to the Electoral College. Yeah. Um, so I, I now that you're saying this, I really get this idea of weaponizing gratitude. Although I, I'm making a stretch between encouraging people to vote <laughs> right. and weaponizing gratitude. Right.
1: There's encouragement in mm-hmm. that. Exactly. Yeah. And, and when there isn't that encouragement, that's when we, we really begin to mask inequities. Mm. Right. And so if you have a, for instance, if you have a patient um, and you're telling them just be grateful that you had this clinic, they begin to feel even more marginalized, right? Mm-hmm. They're, Of course, they probably do feel grateful, but what they hear is that,
0: mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. But they hear that because that's what you're saying. Yeah. And I think that people have to be careful about their language, but I also think that the language reflects what they're feeling. Indeed, I think that there can be a smug kind of, we're doing this for you. And, you know, we have deigned to let you come to this meeting. We have deigned to hire you. You know, we've put this clinic in your low-income neighborhood. So Mm -hmm. I think that there, that that really, really reflects a smug, cocky, condescending attitude. And I never thought that, gratitude could be a tool of oppression mm-hmm. but now I understand Absolutely. that it can be that's very interesting that's,
1: why, that's how it's weaponized you know I saw a video by a comedian Lily Singh and she finally made it to, to late night TV and just was so excited to be able to bring her thoughts and perspectives and energy and um, when she tried to do that there was a fellow late night person, as she does not name, that said, "Listen, you just be happier at this table. Uh, just be grateful you're here. Uh, in other words, quiet it down, right? Mm-hmm. We don't we don't need to hear your voice." Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 she uses that term, weaponizing gratitude, in her in her video. Oh, that's very interesting. I think it may have been a TED Talk. I'm not quite sure. What's her name again? Lily Singh, S-I-N-G-H.
0: Okay. Oh, I have to look for that. Yes. So I want to get back to the impact. Yeah. Um, Because there is impact when a person feels like, A, you're condescending, or B, you're trying to oppress me. So what are some Mm -hmm. of the other impacts of weaponizing gratitude?
1: Well, the toll that it takes on our self-confidence and our self-esteem, mm-hmm. and and when we need everyone in an organization or everyone in a community to try to show up at their best, mm-hmm. we're impacting that uh, tenfold. Mm-hmm. I don't even know that we have a measurement on that yet, because we're not really looking at that much of a harmful impact. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there is... Those who still feel that gratitude, I say thank you. I give you a paycheck. What else do you, right? Just be grateful. Oh, yeah, I hate that Uh uh-huh.
0: they get paid. Why do I have to thank them? <laughs> I, why do I have to thank them for doing their job? I hate that mentality. I, right. I hate that. I hate that. I hate that. You know,
1: the reverse of that is when someone truly expresses gratitude in a genuine way. And what you hear is, you don't have to thank me. I'm just doing my job.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, that's not weaponizing gratitude, but that goes into probably another conversation. So it, there, yeah, it's, that's kind
0: of self-deprecating. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's it's a complex emotion, mm-hmm. and um, we want to be able to use it the right way
0: mm-hmm.
1: for the benefits.
0: You know, the the using sincere gratitude makes such a huge difference. Mm-hmm. I had a client for uh, many years long-term care company called Opus. And Marilyn Wood was the CEO, the owner of the company. And one of the things that she did was she used to send a lot of thank you notes. And then there was a time where she had senior managers sending thank you notes to people who just did a good job. You talk about something that changed the... Uh. Just the energy and to go into people's offices and their workspaces and see these little thank you notes taped up and
1: tacked to the bulletin board. They never get thrown away. No,
0: people remember that for years to come because it it was a heart connection and it was a sincere use of gratitude. Sincere, sincere. Wilson, Mm -hmm. I like Mm -hmm. that. So how do we respond Mm-hmm. when we see people weaponizing gratitude. Like, what what do we say? Because if we say, excuse me, you are weaponizing gratitude, <laughs> A, it's going to go way over some people's heads. <laughs> B, some people are going to get defensive, like, weapon, weapon. I don't have a weapon. Right. So what do right. we say to confront it when we see yeah, it? Yeah,
1: well, you bring up a good point because... It says a lot about the messenger mm-hmm. that um, whether they're conscious of it or not. And so one of, the, one of the homework assignments that I have is for the next week, mm-hmm. listen to when you hear the word grateful, how is it used? Mm-hmm. Do you hear uh, just be grateful?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, depending on who is saying it, and your relationship with that individual, you want to look at what's the best way to approach them. Mm -hmm. If there's a really good relationship, no worry about, this is going to get me in trouble or start a conflict. It really is to broach the subject by saying, you know what? Just be grateful. Um, Can we explore that topic? Mm -hmm. Can we we explore that statement rather? Mm -hmm. Because I hear it be taken a couple of ways. One is that, yeah, we do have a lot in life that we should be grateful for. And that's a good way of, of interpreting that term. And, and depending on who it is, maybe there's a, a question of curiosity. So how do you think just be grateful might be taken the wrong way? Mm. What we want to be able to do is start a dialogue. Anywhere we can, Uh where where, you know, start where the individual is, Uh and if they do get defensive, and again, depending on the relationship, I move. I would move it into a place of curiosity. Uh What? How do you believe people interpret that meaning? That meaning, Uh and depending on what the what the environment is, what the situation is, you can have some really fruitful conversations, and and. It does feel to me at times that we're stepping into that place of courage, mm. bringing something up that could be it can be uncomfortable for both people, but if we can take that small step and come at it with curiosity, we can start a conversation that otherwise we would just turn away from. <laughs> and uh, but I would guarantee one thing that once we hear that We will be hearing it in other places. And again, we'll interpret it. It, What is, how is it received? Mm -hmm. Right? Yes, it says something about the messenger, but let's just look at it from, how do you think people receive that message? Right,
0: right. So. It's interesting. Like, the more I'm thinking about this, I remember something happening in my volunteer service where one of the other volunteers got frustrated with one of the recipients and said, well, they should be glad that we're giving them this. Right. And right. I am not always the most tactful. Oh, well, really? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and what I said was, um, did you forget we're supposed to be Christians? And this is what Christians are supposed to do? You forgot that part. That probably
1: wasn't a good way of responding. Well, um we know who you are, Joanne. We love the way you are. So I think <laughs> I'd rather have you be that direct than and not. But you bring up um I was listening to a, a lecture a couple months ago and the Robert Emmons, who is the gratitude guru, he's the one that started this whole research journey, he defined gratitude as the deepest touch point of human existence. Mm. Mm. So, when we think about weaponizing gratitude, that is the farthest point, touch point from human existence. Mm-hmm. It it is um, it it is a very serious thing. I think we need to look at as a society,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and and also ourselves. How are we? How are we looking at? Where Where we can be more grateful and mm-hmm. show that gratitude in in a most sincere way mm-hmm. and think about how it's heard, how it's f- how it someone feels the um, just be grateful comment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we can we can go far in really creating even better relationships, relationships. with each other outside mm-hmm. of work, in work, family, community. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. I like that. It's interesting. I never knew there
0: was so much complexity to gratitude. Like I never never would have thought there was so much complexity to that. Yeah. So you work a lot with um, consulting clients as well. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Um, And you do the one-on-one coaching. Right. Do you surface this weaponizing gratitude in those conversations, in the one-on-one work, in the organizational
1: work? i haven't come across it okay in my one-on-one work Mm -hmm. um and it hasn't been shared with me um in a conversation where i would have heard someone say listen they 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 just should be grateful that we gave them this Mm -hmm. so i haven't picked up on it in my personal work but you know i'm attuned to it (laughs) right so if i would i would want to have that very open and candid conversation. conversation. Yeah,
0: okay. Thank you, thank you for for exposing me and us, my listeners, to yes. this concept of weaponizing gratitude. Are there any final thoughts you want to say as we wrap up this interview? Any things that you want to be sure we remember?
1: well, one to one thing to remember is to listen to how we hear gratitude being expressed
0: mm-hmm. to
1: others. And to listen to how we may be expressing gratitude. Uh And in a way that we are expressing clearly what we're grateful for, why we're benefiting from what they did or whatever experience we have, and why is that meaningful, and what were the personal sacrifices or the, the best intentions. So when we look put those layers on how we express and how we hear gratitude, then we're avoiding any way of weaponizing gratitude.
0: Wait a minute. I know I asked you for that to be your, like, wrap-up thought, but <laughs> I just thought of something else. Well, that was a pretty long wrap-up <laughs> on my part. <laughs> but I just thought about this while you were talking. Could we sometimes weaponize gratitude because we have gratitude fatigue, like we have compassion fatigue, like it's like, oh Lord, I'm tired of hearing. Um, is that is that possible? I guess it's possible. I, I mean, I certainly don't think I could ever experience
1: that. Well, I, I
0: do. Or maybe it's like service fatigue that I'm maybe I'm worn out from serving people. Could be. And so I'm just over it, and maybe that's where the gratitude. Fit fatigue or the weaponizing comes from. I just made that
1: term up. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, let's write that down and remember that. <laughs> uh, you know, I suppose it's with anything. Um if it if it's so um if it's overused, then the value is lost mm-hmm. in, in anything, right? Mm-hmm. So if it if it comes across as insincere mm-hmm. or Yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. Then we're missing. We're missing great opportunities to really benefit from what gratitude really does offer us in life. Um, and it's you know I think it's a great thing to step back sometimes and and think about it. You mm-hmm. know, how mm-hmm. am I? Am I? Is it rote? Am I right. just? You know, yes. Thank you, sir, man, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, you know, that introspection is always helpful. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Okay, now do you have any closing thoughts?
1: <laughs> <laughs> now that I derailed us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me gather my thoughts. Well, I-, I tell you, if if you want to look at the, the, the most recent definition that Edmonds gave us, the, the deepest touchpoint of human existence, mm-hmm. I think if we have that definition in our mind, mm-hmm. then we will come from that place when we express gratitude and when we know that somebody is expressing it to us in a very genuine way it'll touch us Mm -hmm. It, it i mean i'm you know i'm putting my hand over my heart that's where that's where it goes yeah yeah, well thank you You're I, welcome. I hope, I hope you don't mind coming back <laughs> <laughs> not at all, not uh, at all. <laughs>
0: we were fortunate today to spend time with Linda Rosak Burton author of Gratitude Heals you can get it on Amazon I don't know where else you can get it but Amazon sells Barnes everything and Noble, Barnes and, and yeah. Noble oh wonderful yeah. so if you don't have a copy I suggest that you get one thanks again
1: thank you Joanne it's been fun
0: Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope you got tools that you'll actually use and share. Subscribe if you haven't already. I add new and relevant leadership learning all of the time. If you haven't visited the Smichael Speaks YouTube channel, check it out. There's all sorts of new content. All of this is virtual leadership learning that will help you soar.